Welcome to the Creating Salon Success Podcast, where you will find educational and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream salon. And here's your beauty salon, systemization expert, spa owner, and entrepreneur, Louisa Ashforth. Hi, I'm Louise Rafford from LA Training Academy. I'm here today with Rebecca and I am really excited because she's going to do a workshop for us. So I'm not going to say too much. I'm just going to let Rebecca introduce herself. So hi, Rebecca. Hi, Louisa. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Do you want to just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do, please? Yeah, okay. So my name's Rebecca. Um, I work with busy professional women who want to regain control of their nutrition. I offer six-month one-to-one and group programs um, Yeah, to help uh, women put the guilt behind them and regain control of their nutrition so they've got more energy, etc., to to tackle life oh sounds perfect I think we could all do with some of that (laughs) definitely so I'm really really excited about this workshop so tell us a little bit about what you're going to do for us today and what you're going to tell us and what we're going to learn obviously the thing is with the topic of nutrition it's massive (laughs) okay so um having a little bit of a chat with you thought it'd be good to focus on you know now that the restrictions are easing a little bit I thought it'd be good to focus on what people should be thinking about when they're going back to their busy lifestyles, probably going back to work, because let's be honest, you know, COVID has had a lot to answer for. So yeah, just a little bit of a taster. Obviously, um, you know, it just opens it up to anything else in the future. Yeah, it sounds good. And uh, I know through, uh, obviously through lockdown, a lot of people, especially in the beauty industry, we've not been at work. And then we go back to work and we're full steam ahead. No breaks for lunch. Well, here's just a picture of me and my two boys. So I'm mummy to Luca and Leo, um, who I'm bringing up on my own at the moment. They're six and they're nine. And obviously, as you can imagine, they're my world and they are my why. Okay, oh, they're why I'm doing this. Okay. So a little bit more about me. Okay, I actually didn't start off as a nutritionist. I started my life as a secondary school teacher. Obviously, education has always been something that I've been really, really interested in and really keen on. Um, but in my 20s, I got really into health and fitness, um, but I would, I'd, I'd explain it as a bit of a roller coaster. So I was on and off different diets, always trying to find that magic pill, always trying to look for that quick fix. Um, and then in my 30s, um, I had a lot of issues in my marriage and uh, I, you know, uh, going to be open and I'm going to be honest. And I say that I had a bit of a breakdown. Um, then I got a, got some support and realised at that point that I was a cr- at a crossroads in my life, okay, and I decided that I wanted to retrain, okay. I felt that I had a lot to offer other people, like I said, especially around my experiences with diet, with fitness, etc. So I went off, trained to be a nutritionist, and my second son had just been born, and yeah, that's where it all started really. Um, when I first got into nutrition, I would say, like I said, I've got it's an evidence-based background, so I focused a lot on educating clients, teaching them all of the principles around nutrition that they needed to know, and obviously, this I did have a lot of success with this. Um, but at some point, I then realised, you know, that diet nutrition it's much more than just knowing what you need to do and over 
the course of um, you know the time that I've been a nutritionist, I've developed my approach. And so, like I said, now I kind of marry up the evidence-based principles. So educating clients alongside what I call nutrition coaching. So I help that, um, clients really, really dig deep, discover why it is that they make the choices that they make. So, you know, we can all know exactly what it is that we want to do, Louisa. But if we're not understanding the reasons why we're doing what we're doing, it's very difficult to move away from that. I can totally relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I am. I always say I'm an emotional eater. If I'm stressed, I want food. If I'm happy, I want food. If I'm just anything, I just want food. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, and there are some benefits to that. Okay, yeah. but obviously, a lot of the clients that come to me, it's spiraled out of control. Yeah. You know, and they get they're at a point where they're not feeling happy when they look in the mirror. You know, they've probably put quite a lot of weight on. Yeah, that's why I'm talking about. There's lots of noise out there, and there is. You know, the diet industry yeah. is massive. Okay, it's huge. Um, so what I do is it's very different to a lot of the stuff you'll see out there on social media. But I am pleased to say that you know the results I get are sustainable, and clients when they come to me, they don't ever look back. Okay? I've seen the yeah, reviews are amazing. So. I know, I know. It's it's really really strange, isn't it? A big part of this is teaching, but obviously yeah. there's you know I've moved more into coaching, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, when you find what you're really really passionate about, it just comes naturally doesn't it there are some days and I'm just like I can't believe the changes you know how I've managed to change people's lives just oh. by doing what feels right does that make yeah, sense definitely because you just you're just being true to you and genuine aren't you and yeah. then people um are relating to that and then you're guiding them and then you're getting results and it speaks volumes when the reviews that you've got so absolutely doing amazing Thank you. I mean, I do, I don't work. I mean, one thing is this because of, because of the way I work, I don't work with any, you know, I don't work with, with a lot of people at any time because I do give clients quite a lot of, you know, a lot of input. And that's just a little bit about me um, and, you know, where I'm coming from and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, but why am I here? People have, you know, been so confused about their nutrition, I think, before, even before um, COVID. But I think COVID has had a lot to answer for, okay? It's left all of us feeling a little bit stressed, probably anxious, our energy levels have really suffered. Um, and there's a lot of confusion out there. Maybe people have gotten into habits that they didn't realise. And now that they're coming out of it, they've realised that they've got to, they want to tackle things. And like I said, the busyness and the hecticness of life so I'm here to try and offer some support and guidance as to what you really should focus on when it goes, you know, rather than going away and Googling what it is that you need to do, you know, to get back, get to get back control of your nutrition. Oh, yeah, Google, nightmare Google. <laughs> it's exactly, bad. Exactly. Oh, it does cause problems. Well, this is one of the first things I always say to the clients when they come to me as well. How many times have you Googled the best way to lose weight? <laughs> and it's, yeah, and it's just, no, no, take a step back and look at people you trust. So, um, how does poor nutrition affect us? Well, I think, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm probably preaching to the converted when I say not only does it uh, impact our uh, daily life and our, our well-being, so if you've got a poor diet, you're not going to be able to lead as an enjoyable and as active life as you would like and in the short term this can lead to you know higher stress levels it can lead to you feeling constantly tired and it can also impact your capacity to work I mean that's one of the reasons because I, I do work with busy professional people um, you know lots of them are owning their own business too, but want to be productive they want more energy and they know that their diet isn't really serving them because they've got into bad habits because of the busyness of the job that they're in okay and I think right now with us coming 
coming out of lockdown, I think there are more people resonating with that, okay? So obviously we, we know in the short term what a bad diet can do for us or do to us. But what about in the long term, okay? So over time, a poor diet, and in fact, I was just talking to um, you know, a potential new client about this this morning, about how you know, over time, uh, a bad diet can, can contribute to more sinister things. So it can you know, contribute to lots of illnesses out there. Health problems, I'm not gonna read them all out to you, but those are the kind of health problems that can you know, be instigated by leading a poor diet. And you know, like I said, this, broke, um, this person that I was speaking to this morning, he had actually, he has, you know, he had a stroke and he's, he's just got he's got heart disease and you think well, a lot of that has been down to yeah it's been down to his poor diet and lifestyle okay yeah. so we all have a genetic predisposition to certain illnesses okay but we are on a sliding scale so our diet and our nutrition can push us either way on that scale does that make sense yeah there are things you can do to prevent that genetic makeup from manifesting itself i think so, a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to this not necessarily getting these illnesses but i think um having a poor diet is it comes with a job for us sometimes doing beauty and hair uh so it, you know we're so so busy and you've just got to remember to look after yourself and i think it's it's really good that you've highlighted these because i'm just reading through the list and i just think oh my gosh like you know just for not paying attention to yourself and caring about yourself you can lead to things down the line and you know we all want to serve our clients from a beauty point of view but you know we've also got to serve ourselves and look after ourselves haven't we and i kind of again don't always prioritize myself but i have to remember what it is that i'm saying to my clients you know so you know I, you have to put yourself first if you're going to serve your clients it's absolutely true yeah i think we all know deep down don't we you know how yeah. much it impacts our diet and like and and so many people do overcomplicate it Okay, like I said, they'll Google and they'll think, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to follow this diet, or I can't eat this, or, you know, I've got to fast, or I've got to skip this meal, okay? But actually, the steps to good nutrition are really, really simple and really obvious, okay? So the, first, the things that I always get clients to look at first, okay? So making sure that they're establishing a regular eating pattern, creating the optimal eating environment, and I'm going to expand on all of these, making the most of every meal okay so making sure that it's providing you with as much nutrition as possible and i'm also going to just touch on snacks okay because this is where lots of people can fall short i'm not about telling somebody that they can you know what they can or they cannot eat because yeah. as far as i'm aware you know as far as i'm well it, it, it's just you know there is no such thing as a good food or a bad food okay yes there is such thing as a good or a bad diet but in the big, you know, the grander scheme of things, it's when we start to demonise foods that we start to have an unhealthy relationship with food. I'm sorry if I'm, you know, really reiterating the basics here, but I do find that a lot of clients that come to me have got so confused with all the messages that are out there that sometimes, you know, it's just about going over the basics. Okay? Yeah, definitely. So regular eating means eating at regular times throughout the day. So what I usually recommend, I mean, I've written here that avoiding long periods of time between each meal. So I usually recommend that clients eat probably every four hours or so. Yeah. And also regular eating is about keeping to the same patterns of meals from day to day. Now we live busy lifestyles, you know, there needs to be flexibility in with it. Okay. So in simple terms, this means making sure that you're having breakfast, lunch, an evening meal and a couple of snacks in between each day. Okay. Is that something you do, Louisa? 
Of course. <laughs> I'm definitely a breakfast person. I do actually need my food. Um, I, everyone needs a food, I know that, but I honestly can't function without food. So I'm not somebody to skip breakfast. I'm not someone to skip lunch. I am the typical beauty therapist where I'm grabbing on the go. So if, when I'm at work, I do find it hard. I will take my food and I will plan what I'm eating, but I might be sort of like eating it while having a, like making a cup of tea for a client. So it's not the most ideal situation. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's been a lot in the media about intermittent fasting and skipping breakfast and stuff. And, you know, there is a lot of research out there to suggest that, you know, breakfast isn't necessarily um, the most important meal of the day. However, you know, the research also shows that people that, you know, think that they, um, you know, don't need breakfast actually find that later on in the day they're overcompensating, so they're overeating or they're snacking. So I just find that, you know, for most people, you know, it's so important to make sure that they're in a regular eating pattern. Obviously, of course, you know, I do work with each client individually so this is you know a bit of a generic presentation so it does depend on the client's needs etc and i'm not saying that you have breakfast the moment that you wake up but it is about making sure that you are just in a regular pattern a regular routine because that is when you function best and that is also when your energy levels are going to be tipped off we've touched on it a little bit already but why should we be eating regularly okay so first one of course is that if you eat regularly you are going to keep your energy levels up throughout the day and it's also about making sure that those meals and i'll move on to this are providing you with enough nutrition as well because the number of clients that come to me and yes they are eating regularly but they're really scrimping on what they're eating you know they're thinking oh i can't eat carbs or i can't eat this and they're wondering why they are literally binging on crisps and chocolates etc in the evening okay and then they wake up the next morning they're feeling crappy they're feeling probably guilty they're thinking oh i'm not going to eat breakfast and then it's just the same cycle and the same routine okay so obviously making sure that you are regularly fueled throughout the day make sure that your energy levels are up it makes sure that you are mentally alert as well okay you'll also find it easier to know when to stop okay so if you're eating regularly you'll eat to your body's needs okay rather than you know if you're going long periods of time and getting hungry then overeating because you've lost all concepts of what it is you should be giving your body okay you'll find that you're ready to eat as well you'll, you'll find that you're ready to eat more regularly and like i said earlier as well you're less likely to overeat or binge. the issue with a lot of people that come to me um you know is that they've like i said they've been on and off so many different diets that they've completely lost touch with what it is that their body needs because they've lived by so many diet rules okay i can't have this i can't eat this i can't do that okay and so that really you know means that we're impaired in terms of what our hunger and our satiety looks like so when you get in a regular pattern your body will start to relearn that so many clients have just lost that enjoyment yeah. because of you know either demonizing it or not knowing what's right anymore um yeah it's, it's you know it's difficult it's, and i think there are so many different reasons for that you know it's not just about people hopping on and off diets it's also about people life soaring very often what their body needs because they're busy yeah you know it just yeah it's um but it can all be you know it can all be rectified <laughs> quite simply so but like i said you know we already just touched on this what does make eating regularly difficult well like i just said work patterns 
your family and your home environment, okay? You know, that can obviously make things difficult, especially if you've got young children, like I've got young children, so their patterns and their eating behaviours, and that, that changes all the time, so trying to keep up with that is difficult. You yeah. know, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, you know, it's, it's easy always, but it's just important to be mindful about it. Yeah. Um, also, of course, stress. If you're stressed, I mean, I've got one client who, you know, she just can't eat when she's stressed. And actually, you know, if, you do, if you're not eating when you're, when you're stressed, okay, you actually, your body does need more, okay? It needs more food. And often people, when they're stressed, they eat less food. And yeah, then if I'm, if I'm stressed, I am straight to the fridge. <laughs> people do do different things. And again, this is why, you know, the, I do the, the, the programs that I do because we work through all of these because everybody is different. Everybody, yeah. you know, presents in different ways and and has different behaviors and stuff like that around but yeah yeah some people reach for food some people don't but if you you know if you're not eating regularly because you're stressed and this is yeah. one thing i'm working with client with my client at the moment we're looking at how we can incorporate you know maybe smaller meals more often because if you're not giving your body enough you're just going to end up more and more stressed because your yeah. body will end up being tired which is another massive thing that'll impact your nutrition. I mean, I, I was going to talk about this, but I've already got too much to talk about, Louisa. But obviously, you know, not looking after yourself. You'll have to just come back on. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, all of these things contribute to it. So, and obviously as well, temptations and social lives as well. Social lives can make it really difficult as well. Okay. So I just wanted, just to highlight this, I just wanted to, you know, how many times have you said, I've got a hectic work schedule which doesn't allow me to make time to eat or maybe I think everybody listening to this can really yeah, that one. yeah okay okay excuses excuses no. I know it's then yeah I know sometimes it is difficult but the impact the positive impact it will have and how much it will increase your productivity you know it's just it speaks for itself yeah um and, and it is a little bit of forethought and a bit of planning, which sometimes people need help with, which is what I do. Very early in the morning, which means you don't have time for breakfast. Is that one familiar? Not for me, no. I am. I will make time for breakfast. Come hello, high water. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Brilliant. That's excellent. I'm I, can't, that. I can't function. Honestly, I'm not just saying I honestly can't function if I don't have breakfast because I'm already on edge all like from the minute I'm, I'm out the door so I just think if that's how I start the day I'm going to end up the day even worse so yeah. you know I have to start and I, I have to have something substantial so I'm a real protein person for breakfast like and ham a lot um probably every day really um but it's because if I have something like porridge it makes me starving by 10 o'clock and I have to have I think you've made it. I'm, I'm going to talk about this later on. Sorry, I'm um, <laughs> but no, because you know, and I'm talking about eating regularly and about when I said you're making sure that your meals are, you know, keeping you satisfied and your snacks as well. But sure, we'll, I'm going to touch on this briefly. But like I said, these are all massive topics that can yeah. be much, much deeper down into. But yeah, your protein at breakfast, that's a really good point that you make. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later on. But add, have you ever tried um, whey protein? Yes. No, well, that's one of the things. If you add a little bit of protein, whey protein to your porridge, you will find that it will be much more satisfying and it'll keep you going much, much longer. Oh, yeah, I find it so strange how it makes me like the most hungry I ever am if I have porridge. I love porridge, 
but I am literally ravenous. And I don't just mean, oh, I'm a little bit peckish. It's like I go from full to, well, not starving, but you know, that's how it feels, that extreme. I'm like, I'm full. And then within seconds, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Yeah, well, honestly, add a bit of protein to it. And the amount of clients that have said what a massive difference that has made. Um, because higher protein breakfast, I mean, you, you said it already yourself, that you find that a protein breakfast helps to keep you fuller for longer. Yeah. Search is there. Eggs and ham is my go-to breakfast. Eggs and ham's brilliant. Eggs and I've even seen it on Facebook. I've even started doing this little cups thing, you know, like where you put... Yes, yes, I commented, yes. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm obsessed with them. I've been obsessed with them throughout the whole of lockdown. I'm still obsessed with them. And people now send me their variation of them. I'm like, yay! <laughs> so, yeah, I love eggs and ham. Last year, sometimes, I think I've done a recipe for some of them on my... Oh, really? Website. Yeah, something oh, similar. Not exactly the same as what you've done, but something similar. Um, love it. <laughs> yeah, on the website somewhere. Um, oh, find them out and share them with us. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. I will. They're not exactly the same as what you did, but oh, um, similar awesome. kind of concept. I will be able to. I'm sure I can uh, utilize it and try something different. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm really, really pleased because you have, like I said, you've highlighted a point that I'm going to make later. But um, and the other one, the other one that sometimes I hear a lot of is I never feel hungry at breakfast time which is why I say you don't necessarily always need to eat as soon as you get up but you know eating as close you know eat as soon as you can or as soon as you get that mumble and this is another thing you know you know your hunger um uh, the hunger scale and stuff but that again that's for another another session let's say um but you know as soon as you do you, you know eat something um, but I'll talk about that um as I go on okay so just to overcome some of those barriers um just some practical tips is Make sure, yeah, I know, you know, um, this again is nothing new. You've probably heard it so many times before, but, you know, the research is there. The evidence base is, you know, is massive around making sure that you are giving yourself time, um, particularly, you know, at lunchtime to make sure that you are eating your lunch and you're eating it away from your desk. I mean, you don't, you know, I've got clients, you know, that, like I said, they're busy, they've got, they're running their own businesses, but literally just 10 minutes just 10 taking 10 minutes for lunch will just have you know a massive impact on how you feel on you know on on everything really yeah um, if that makes sense and it does just have to only be 10 minutes okay um what when i mentioned earlier as well if you're rushing in the morning take something with you okay if you don't have time for breakfast in the morning take something with you you know Protein shakes are great, overnight oats with some fruit you know even protein bars i know some people that say to me things like oh you know if i if i eat breakfast it then makes me really really hungry and i eat more during the day but actually you know nine times out of ten i find you know quite the opposite that clients that end up not eating the breakfast they do overcompensate you know later on in the evening and having a higher protein breakfast like i said is something that can really help to make sure that you are staying full and satisfied plan your meals in advance okay and but allow for flexibility so what i usually say to clients is don't you know set yourself up by planning days and days ahead you know think about the next day think about the next day or two um also as well like i said already don't leave gaps in between your meals and if you do lapse from your plan and eat unplanned snacks or meals just return to plan as soon as possible okay don't stress about it don't give yourself a hard time just get back as soon as you can but one of the points that i did want to make as well is that distracted eating so you mentioned earlier about how you'll often eat when you're doing something else 
Well, actually, that can end up then leading to feelings of deprivation, okay? Because if you're not engaging in what it is that you're eating, your body doesn't, you know, it doesn't register. This is often why people think, you know, although they've eaten something, they find that they then want something quite soon afterwards because the chances are they haven't really engaged in what it is that they're eating. They've either rushed it really quickly or they're doing something else. So the body's not satisfied. Even though it might feel full, it's not satisfied. If you're distracted, you're less likely to feel your natural hunger and fullness cues. Whereas if obviously you are engaging, if you're less distracted, you are going to engage with that better. Always try and make sure that you're planning time in to not, you know, when I say distracted eating, I mean no phone, no televisions, no reading. I mean, I must admit, you know, I do fall into the trap sometimes when I'm busy with the kids of eating, when I'm stood up and I have to think, stop, sit down, <laughs> you know. So, you know, it's, it's, it's always a learning curve, but, you know, and also as well, it's really good to make sure that you designate. I've got one client that I'm working with and, well, a couple actually, um, directors of their own businesses, and they're like, oh, I just eat at my desk. And I'm like, no, you know, move away. Just make sure you have somewhere that is your eating space and make it pleasurable, okay? This client that I'm talking about, um, well, one of them, because there's a couple that we've been working on this with, one of them, she said that she makes sure that she's put some flowers on the table and, you know, and things like just. She says, I've just made it a nicer environment. And she said, it's been nice, actually, because she said to me, she says, when I first, sorry, this is a bit of an anecdote, she says, when I first started doing it, nobody would come into the room to eat their lunch anymore because they're like, oh, no, the director's in there. We better leave it to it. She said, and I was like, oh, no, come on, just making time to have lunch you know but I want to talk to people I want to see people and she said, that has had such a positive impact you know the benefits of just taking 10 minutes of it out have been so you know what what can you achieve in 10 minutes okay you know just allowing that time I know you're obviously busy with clients and things overrun and stuff like that I do get that but you know um you know it's a dynamic thing okay Absolutely. so I've got a plan but be flexible that's something that's actionable in your obviously in the beauty industry Absolutely. I, I really do think it is. And I think it should be. And I think we should allow 10 minutes minimum, you know, because between treatments and, you know, you get to a point and then I think you're going to be a, a better therapist as well, because yeah. you're going to be more productive and doing a better treatment. You're not going to be sort of lagging in a massage because you're starving. Um, so, so yeah, definitely. And I think it's something that people should try and implement. Make sure that you make every single meal count. And again, I could have gone to town on this, <laughs> but you know, make sure that each meal is including protein. I always say protein first, okay? Make sure that you're thinking about protein, um, which is really, like you said earlier, you know, the science is there, the evidence base is massive. You know, protein does help to keep you fuller for longer. So focusing on protein is really important. Then I always say to clients, think about fiber. So think about your fruits, your vegetables, your beans, your legumes, those kind of things. Okay. Cause we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Obviously then healthy fat source and um, carbohydrates as well. So your meal should count. Haven't got time to go through why all of these are important, but you know, we could maybe do that at another point, but yeah, focusing on making sure that your meals give you everything are going to make you, they're going to, you know, it's going to increase your energy levels massively. And also as well, you're going to be more mentally alert. Okay. So don't underestimate the value of making sure that you're just going back to basics. Absolutely. I'll share that link in the comments as well. So making sure that you're getting enough of each of the food groups. And as you can see in this visual, sorry, people on the podcast obviously aren't going to hear um, see this, but basically you should be making sure that, you know, you're having a palm. If you're a female, you should be having a palm of protein, two palms for men. If you're um, carbohydrates, you should be having a cooked hand of carbohydrates. So rice, potatoes, pasta, whatever. Vegetables, you should be having a fist for women, two fists for men. 
and fats, you should be having a thumb at least. You know, fiber has so many different health benefits. Again, that would have been a presentation in itself. Um, not only health benefits, because obviously it helps to um, got all sorts of different um, health benefits. It makes sure that you've got a healthy gut, etc. But there's been research to show how um, fiber is linked to your mood and your depression as well. So the whole um, gut brain axis, which is a really fascinating area of research. In this country, we most people are eating less than half of the recommended daily amount of fiber. Breakfast is usually the one people struggle with. But scrambled eggs with some veggies, so that's your protein and your fiber. Some Greek yogurt, and always go for authentic Greek yogurt because it's much higher in protein. Don't go for your Greek okay. style, okay? Um, so, you know, Greek yogurt and berries, an omelette with some cheese, a whey protein shake and some fruit, porridge with some whey protein as well. Even cottage cheese and fruit is great as well, you know, and some toast or something like that. So these are just some ideas. It's important to make sure that you are allowing yourself snacks throughout the day, okay? And I always say to clients, think about protein and the produce. So many clients will just snack on a bit of fruit or something like that. But, you know, in order to make sure that you're getting most out of it, it's going to keep your energy levels up, think about including some protein with that. So just some ideas there. So Greek yogurt and berries, um, apple and peanut butter, ricotta and strawberries is one of my favourite cottage cheese and fruit or cottage cheese and veggies, turkey roll-ups, so just some, you know, turkey breast or chicken breast slices with some cream cheese in the middle. And some I love butter. those. Yeah. I always have them. I'll, I'll, oh, so nice. I, I, do them, I do salmon roll-ups as well. So I oh, guess really? Yes, yeah, smoked salmon with some cream cheese. I think I've oh, very posh. <laughs> if anybody wants more information on protein, because a lot of people call it, you know, isn't you know protein just for bodybuilders? Well, no, you know. Um, you know sure. But now I have protein shakes as a snack, and uh, like I don't replace my food or anything. I have it as well as so when I am busy yeah. at work and when I do that regularly, I actually even after a ten-hour day at work, back-to-back clients, -back I leave feeling energized. Whereas yeah. if I haven't yeah. done that, I leave going, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> yeah. so, it, it does make a difference. So I'm a big fan of the protein shakes because it's quick and you don't really have to think. Just take your protein, take your shaker. Um, I mix it with water and, uh, and uh, yeah, I love it. You know, more, the more processed the food, the lower the protein content is going to be in it. Don't fall, again, another major, you know, we could do, I could do a whole session on protein, okay, about <laughs> love protein. Just, you know, health benefits, etc. But, you know, lots of things and I'll say they're high protein, <laughs> you know, and it drives me nuts because the chances are, that, you know, they're, they're not at all. But yeah. you know, it's a bit like this halo, it's a bit like the low fat halo, you know, where um, everybody used to eat Muller Lights because they were low fat, but actually they were loaded with carbohydrates and sugars, you know, so yeah. Clever marketing, clever. You know. They don't they? Like I saw a chocolate bar the other day, and it said high in protein, and I was like, really? And yeah, then it's like, and really? Yeah, and I was like, that is one pound fifty, and I thought, really? I'll just buy the normal one if I'm going to treat myself to chocolate. When it comes to protein, you know, you should be aiming to have around 20 to 25 grams of protein at each meal, okay? So that's something to think about. I mean, some protein bars do provide you with that much protein, okay, in one bar. So, but thinking about, and, and when I say 20 to 25 grams of protein, that's not 20 to 25 grams of chicken, because a chicken, chicken is not just protein, okay? Chicken also contains other nutrients. So, you know, you're looking at probably 120 gram chicken breast will give you 20, five or grams of protein does that make sense yeah but 
if you follow that portion control guidance it will give you an idea of that but again if people want to get into touch I've got all sorts of visuals and things yes you absolutely should be focusing on nutrient dense food um 80% of the time because this is what you know your body thrives on it's what's going to give you energy etc but 20% of the time allow yourself to have a little bit of what you fancy okay Yay, allow yourself to that chocolate allow yourself that you know those crisps think about that on a daily basis okay don't think I've got to starve myself all week so I can allow myself something at the week whereas if you just take each day at a time allow yourself a little bit of what you fancy as you're going along you'll find that you're not feeling so deprived when it comes to the end of the week. You should not feel deprived in your diet, okay? But yeah. you should be obviously focusing on the things that are going to give you as much, um, you know, nutritional value as possible, but allowing yourself that bit of flexibility. And um, just to reiterate that, and that is because people that tend to follow a very restrictive diet have all of these issues, okay? They tend to worry too much about their weight, they don't allow for social life. They, you know, they stick to strict calorie and macro intakes. They find that they really struggle with the weight much more. People that have a flexible approach to dieting find that they are able to lose weight or manage their weight much, much better. If you're restricting, you're 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 more prone to binging, um, and you're also more prone to having um, issues with your mood and your anxiety, etc. So food anxiety. The way I work with clients is that I don't give them strict meal plans. I don't tell them they've got to do X, Y, Z. I coach them so that they become autonomous. I get them to look at what they need to do, look at their past experiences, look at problem solving, that when they're finished with me, they've got autonomy over what they do. And they can deal with, you know, things. they can deal with busy lifestyles, they can deal with stress, they can deal with unpleasant events without having to reach for food. I just love this quote, you know, there are many ways up a mountain, okay? Um, but the practice that feels true to you, many different ways to reach the same end, but you need to do what feels right. And this is where, and again, a lot of diets fall short, people are doing things that don't suit them because they're not, you know, they're not built for them. And they're yeah. you know, telling them, you know, honestly the amount of people that are telling me i mean i was talking to a client the other day sorry another anecdote yeah <laughs> she was telling me how for the first time ever i mean she's been on an off diet she's in the late 30s she's been on an off diet since she was 17 and she said for the first time ever i'm making food choices around their you know i'm making the choices around the nutritional content of the food rather than the sin value you know so it's so sad when people are just thinking about sins and yeah. thinking about you know cardboard cereal bars that they've got to eat for their snack you know because of what diet oh, no. get the protein shake <laughs> yeah exactly shameless plug really obviously my bread and butter is one-to-one -one, uh, but i am doing a group program it is just basically a more cost effective i mean it's a small group i never work with more than four to five people in a group um but it's um you know it does obviously also provide that social support so many clients come to me because they've been to slimming world or they've been to weight watchers sorry to you know or they've tried x diet y diet and because it hasn't worked for them they feel like a failure but yeah. then because because that's what diet industry will tell you but actually you know again if you go into my facebook page i've written about this people that go to slimming world um five years down the line i think only 14 percent of people have managed to keep the weight off that they lost so it doesn't suit 86% of people, yet people think they're the problem. And because if anybody wants to find me, um, it's Rebecca Heald and I'm Transformational Nutrition. 
um, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and also my website, which is transformationalnutrition.co.uk. Well, thank you, Rebecca. There's so much to think about there, but in a good way, you know, I don't think it's been, I know you've had lots to talk about, but I don't think it's been overwhelming. I think there has been oh, so good. much stuff and content that people can relate to that they just, you know, they can just get in touch with you, uh, do some research on your Facebook page. I know you are always doing videos, always doing blogs, so much information and just helping people all the time and educating them. I just want to make sure that people, you know, don't end up going down the same path I did for too long. Yeah, I think people can relate to that. But thank you so much, Rebecca. Um, and yeah, I will put all the comments in and uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll have you on here again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Louisa. Thanks for the opportunity. No, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Louisa Ashford. I hope you have got so much value from this podcast. As always, thank you so much to our guests for coming on. Now, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my Podbean channel. And also don't forget to take a look at my YouTube channel so you can see all of these exciting videos. There is also the membership site, louisaashford.co.uk. And of course, the free Facebook group where there is loads of educational material creating salon success. Thanks so much.